Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everyone. Eight o'clock on the West Coast, 11 o'clock on the East Coast, where we are just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the huddle as everyone's logging on. I believe we'll be live on Facebook in just a second, but we are right in the middle of a great series for those who may already be planning on the fourth principle in Way of the Seal, the book that we're covering. Uh, so welcome to Agent Power Huddle. Good morning. Uh, let me introduce my good friend, Craig Graves, who is a certified coach uh, with this program. And Craig has been joining us on this program as we've been reviewing this over the past few weeks. So Craig, welcome. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Tell us a little about yourself and about this program as we review this book, Way of the Seal. Yeah, The Way of the Seal is uh, uh, my first uh, introduction to a fellow named Mark Devine. Mark is a retired Navy SEAL commander uh, who started multiple started businesses after his time in the SEAL teams. And uh, one of those businesses, SEAL Fit Unbeatable Mind, where he teaches these mindset and leadership principles. And, um, you know, when I was a kid, man, I wanted to be like my dad. My dad was in the Navy. Somewhere along the way, I found out about these Navy SEALs. I never really wanted to be a Navy SEAL. I'm not one of those wannabe guys. But uh, I was interested in SEALs because I wanted to know what made this 15% uh, able to get through the training, up to 85% quit. Turns out it's their mindset that gets them through. And I just thought, you know, mental toughness, these mindset things were something you had or didn't, you know? And when I found the way of the seal in 2013-ish, what I learned is Mark was teaching these concepts. He says these are skills that can be learned. And I thought, wow, if I can learn what he's teaching, man, I can I can get better in just about every area of life. I've always kind of been a personal development junkie, if you will. And I thought, man, this, this is awesome. If I can learn what he's teaching, I can, I can do a lot of cool stuff. And basically... Um, we're going to talk about this today, but that's the, his whole thing is a 20x factor. You're capable 20 times more than you think you are. And being successful by being willing to do what others want, do what others want. And that's how we're <clears throat> able to be successful. So it'll help us in life, help us in real estate, no matter where you are in your journey. These are some great principles we're going to review today. So in the way of the seal, uh, just a quick reminder that the first time we, on our first principle, we uploaded several files into the Agent Power Total Facebook group. There's a three P's workbook <clears throat> that is um, the, one of the first ones that we uploaded. And then we had the uh, Way of the Seal workbook. And both those PDFs are available in the Facebook group. So log on there. And yeah, just, just to kind of expand on that, if you guys grab a, if, if you grab a copy and do a deeper dive of the book, there's exercises at the end, but there's an actual workbook too. And that's what Matt's talking about is, is the workbook that you can print out and it has the exercises listed in there and you can work through that workbook. The three piece document, uh, principle number one was establishing your set point. And in, in principle one, we made a stand, which is what, what will we do in a situation? <clears throat> and we defined our purpose. That three piece document will step you through some questions and exercises that you can use in order to figure out what your purpose in life might be. Second one was front sight focus. That was the second principle that we covered from the book. Craig, that was about preparing your mind. Yeah, these kind of these these principles build on each other. So now that we've we have our stand and our purpose, 
we want to develop that front site focus so we can we can stay focused on what it is that, that we're trying to accomplish. And we do that by preparing our mind, envisioning our goal, um, defining our mission and simplifying the battlefield. One of the cool things we talk about there is decluttering, which, I, which I'm trying to do more of these days. Then last time we talked about bulletproofing our mission, which is selecting the right high value targets, uh, exploring our options, communicating our vision, and then dirt diving the mission, which is basically reviewing it. So anytime you guys have a, a, a team meeting, a workout, something you're going to go do, it's kind of a way to go through that whole thing in your mind or with your team before you, before you do it to prepare for it. And today we're going to go on to, just like Matthew said, do today what others want so you can do tomorrow what others can't. <laughs> I love that. Doing today what others want so that tomorrow we can do what others can't. So sets us apart from the competition. So welcome everybody to the call. Uh, some of you on video, good to see you all. Connie, welcome. Michael, great to see you. Good to see you all. Uh, feel free to come off mute if you have questions or feedback. We'd love this to be interactive today. Uh, particularly as we get into some of the real estate specific things that we can do that others want to make us successful. A few reminders, and I know you guys probably have some great feedback on those as well. But diving into the principle for today, Craig, we have the, the first one is the 20X factor. What in the world is 20X factor? Yeah, really so 20X factor. So like I said earlier, you know, Mark would say that you're 20 times, cap 20 times, uh, you're capable of 20 times more than you think you are. And the first time he heard this, he, he includes a quote from one of his uh, SEAL instructors, Ryan Zinke. So you may have heard that name. Ryan got into politics after... Uh, uh, after the SEAL teams, I don't want to get too political on you guys, but the quote's kind of awesome. He says, uh, you guys are capable of 20 times what you think you are. Now get off your sorry asses and hit the surf. And that was a that was a thing that that really stuck with with Divine was, hey, am I capable of 20 times more than I, than I think I am? And he learned that through his SEAL training that indeed he was capable of 20 times more, Matt. And, and what it's really about is I think that you guys would agree that our society is kind of programmed to be comfortable, right? And what the 20X factor is, is just pushing yourself to find that 20X factor. It's doing hard things. And a lot of the examples that we talk about in the book and I talk about in my coaching and in life are physical, but it could be anything. You know, it could be it could be uh, something in your business that, that you don't like doing that you, you push through and find that 20X factor. It could be, a, uh, it could be uh, I think Mark uses an example of 60 days of yoga. It could be um, public speaking, you know, getting up in front of a crowd and, and finding what that 20X factor is. So we want to know what we're capable of, and we have to go figure that out by doing hard things. And the whole, the whole premise of this is building character, building integrity, and that's built through hard work. Part of that hard work is finding that 20X factor. Uh, David Goggins, who we listen to a good bit. I think you introduced me to David. Yeah. And his book, uh, Can't Stop Me, I believe it is. Can't, can't hurt me. Can't, can't hurt me. That's right. And he says he has 40% more in the tank. When, when you reach that point of you feel it's utter exhaustion and you can't go any further, there's 40% more. We're yeah, capable 40, of 40% 40 more. more. Yeah. yeah. Goggins tells a story about running his first 100 miles. Right? This guy runs 100 miles, right? He ran 70 miles. Uh, he's broken the bones in his feet. In, in his feet. You know, he's peeing blood. He, he, you know, he's, he, he can't even get out of the chair to, to, to go to the restroom. And so he's got 30 more miles to go. So what does he do? Gets up and runs 30 more miles. Yeah. You know, it's amazing what, what the human body's capable of doing. 
So um, one of the interesting people that he talks about in this book is Joe Stump, right? Okay. You guys may know, I think Joe Stump's a pretty pretty popular real estate coach, right? Some, some may know Joe. Yeah, so Joe went out to uh, Encinitas and did Mark's Kokoro camp, which is a 50-hour crucible based on the Navy SEAL Hell Week. Okay. And at the time, Joe was the oldest guy to get through that training. Now, I think some people have, have uh, some older guys have gone through now. But Joe used that SEAL fit experience to find his 20X factor and open up his mind to what he's truly capable of in a lot of different areas. He said it changed his life. He wrote a book on it called, um, I think it's called The Willing Warrior. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's how Joe found his 20X factor. There's a lot of different ways you can do this. Like I, I like to use physical examples. So some things that I've done or am doing, you know, I, I got my Spartan trifecta. So I ran all the Spartan races. Um, I've signed up for a 20X event in, in, in Seal Fit, which is a 12-hour crucible. So I'm going out there this summer to do that. And so we can bring those challenges to ourselves and look for ways to find that 20X factor. One of the things I'm curious about, though, with Matthew, if you guys don't know, Matthew is a Black Hawk helicopter pilot. Matthew joined the military. And I'm curious, man, how did that experience, that training, shift your your, your mindset and, and help you find that 20X factor? Well, the military is probably one of the, the U.S. military, probably one of the largest training organizations in the world. Uh, we're huge on training. And but but a lot of what we went through, we went through I went through officer school, uh, OCS, uh, went through pilot training. And one of the things they're trying to get through, even with basic training, is the idea that you're capable of far, far more than you than you think you are. And it's about learning to rely on that training, learning to rely on uh, the equipment that's issued to you and how to use it and how you can trust it in the field of battle. And then also working together as a team. And but to your point, Craig. Once you go through some of the things like uh, jump school as a as a perfect example, you know there were five jumps out of an aircraft. Uh, it's all static line jumps. There's no free fall involved with airborne school, but at Fort Benning, Georgia, and the last one is at night. So you're jumping out of the aircraft, you can't see a thing. Wow! And after you go through those experiences, whether it be the military or I know people on the call have been through other types of training like that, you know something about overcoming something you weren't sure that you could, or if the challenges that you faced as you went through it, but as you come out the other end and you say, hey, I was able to accomplish that. I was able to achieve that. And now the next challenge might seem a little more doable. Yeah, yeah. So one of the most interesting things you and I have talked about is your experience in that POW school and how you got through. That was pretty intense, right? <clears throat> it was called SEER training, but that was part of flight school. Uh, all aviators go through that. But the, the Army's just preparing you for if, if there was ever a time when your aircraft were to go down, uh, particularly behind enemy lines so that you can survive and evade and escape. And so that's what that school is all about. But that's one of the tougher trainings we've been through. They say it's the, the toughest training you never want to go through again. Got it. You know, got one, it. one time from now. Yeah. So when you came back to civilian life, um, when you were faced with other challenges, I know that you broke away and opened up uh, HRG. How, how did that experience of going through that that training make make that experience of starting your own brokerage different? Or, or how did you see tasks in business differently afterwards? I think probably the biggest thing is that if you're if you're willing to work hard at it and not panic as challenges come along, and then that confidence that no matter what the challenge is that comes your way, uh, if you just remain calm, work through it, look at what your options are, uh, you you can be successful and you will be successful. So I think more than anything, it's about confidence. Got it. Um, especially basic training in the army or, or navy or whatever the branch. Uh, that's one of the things they're trying to instill in soldiers is just confidence. You know, confidence in themselves, ability to. To, to receive the training, embrace it, and, and move on. 
Um, but if you have confidence in your own abilities and your, your teammates that are around you and the equipment that you've been issued, I mean, sky's the limit. Anything's yeah. possible. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not suggesting that anybody on the call go join the military and go through that hard to go through what Matthew went through. But there are ways, there are things we can do. And I mentioned some examples already that we can push ourselves to find that 20x factor. And then when times get tough in business or in life, then you can fall back on those experiences and say, wow, I got through that. And I can definitely do this. This is a piece of cake. Yeah. And to, to Connie's point, Connie made a mention there in the chat about her, her broker's feedback. Nobody's going to die as a result of a real estate deal. <laughs> going, if, we're, if we're being specific to real estate for a second, uh, nobody's going to die over that. You know, it's not brain surgery. We're not doing brain surgery, not doing heart surgery. And so some of that's perspective. You know, once you jump out of an aircraft in the middle of the night with with a pack on your back and you float through the sky, uh, you know, that that is a life and death scenario. Or, you know, flying an aircraft with a group of Navy SEALs in the back, that is that is life and death. I mean, we're going on missions that people could die. Uh, it is extremely serious and you have to think about it that way. And all of a sudden it brings perspective to the other things that we do. That's why we just keeping some of the, the safety base, you know, the basics of what we do, don't overlook the, the very basic things like safety, you know, texting and driving or going to an open house and being there on your own. Don't overlook those things that are simple. So. Yeah, well, I was just going to share experience. So when I did the, my, my, the Spartan races, I did the one in Asheville. Yeah. And it was it was like eight miles of uphill. I kept thinking there can't be another hill. <laughs> yeah. And that's the hardest thing to date that I've ever done. But when I got to the end of that race, I thought, wow, if I could get through that, what else am I capable of doing? And that was the thought that actually went through my mind after, after having that race. So figure out how you're going to find your 20x factor, whatever that looks like for you. And it could be some kind of physical thing. It could be it could be a skydiving uh, experience. It could be something that just pushes you out of your comfort zone. And really, um, what we're trying to do here is break the idea that that easy is good and hard is bad, because it's definitely not. It's definitely not that. Mm -hmm. The other thing is when we do these hard things, they're they're painful, right? I mean, running that Spartan race was painful. Going through the stuff you went through in, in the military was painful. So the second thing we want to be able to do is embrace the suck. Now, Matthew, you said that was a military term that you've, you've heard before, and I've, I've heard that here. Uh, there's another Navy SEAL who's written a book by that title. So, so what does embracing the suck mean to you? Well, it's really about, you know, if you sit there and you're in a miserable situation and your mind is just, you can't get away from the idea, I just want this to be over, you know, you can't get past that, um, then it's just going to make it worse. You know, it's not going to help to sit there and just wish something was over. So embracing the suck is about, you know what, I don't care how bad it is. It's, there's going to be a brighter day. It's going to be over soon. There's a reason for the training, a reason for the pain, more than likely. And just embrace it. It's amazing just the mindset of, you know what? This situation just flat out sucks. I mean, you've been out in the woods and it's cold and you haven't eaten and you, you know, it, it starts to rain. You're like, you know what? This really sucks. And sometimes there's nothing else to say, but there's no getting out of it. There's no way around it. You're going to go through it. You're going to be strong on the other end. And if you just change your mindset about it, that's what embracing the suck's all about. And so it's a reminder. You're not going to find it in the official army documents, but it's just a reminder to your fellow soldiers or whoever you're in the, the fight with. You know what? Just embrace it. Yeah. Let's embrace the suck, smile, find something positive. Situations could always be worse than they are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. And I might add to that, that embracing the suck is kind of a mindset shift because we know that whatever this thing we're doing is, is, is painful, maybe, maybe at least it's uncomfortable in, in, in some form or fashion. But on the other side of that, it's going to make us a better person, right? 
And so a couple of things I had written down in my notes here that I wanted to make sure we covered is you can embrace the suck of temporary pain to develop a can-do attitude and lean into any hard task without wavering or whining. And he says, whether you're talking about a mental or physical effort, the first step to embracing the suck is to step up and face your fear of suffering. So we, you talked about it before, before we started the call. We have this innate thing in our bodies to protect ourselves. And we're using push-ups as an example. But we don't want to be uncomfortable. We want, we, want our, we want to be comfortable. But the growth happens on the other side of the discomfort, on the other side of the hard situation. Yeah. And that's really universal, if you think about it, that, that growth happens through, through pain. Yeah, and the pain is just a signal. <clears throat> you know, there's a difference in pain and injury, let's say. Uh, like David running that, that race for a while. I mean, he, he, when he sat down at mile 70 and knew he had 30 more miles, you just have to make the conscious decision that I feel the pain but the pain is just a signal to my body. Mm-hmm. So it's just, uh, it's like me and you and I talking, your body's talking to you and say, body, I hear you. Yes, it hurts, but we're moving on anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and there's, and there's always that anxiety and that discomfort. So I told you guys, I'm going to this, this 20 X, which is a 12 hour event out there. And it's run by either current or former seals and coach, coach divine will be there too. But um, one of my favorite quotes, I read this on an Instagram post. This guy's also a seal. His name's Chad Wright. But Chad said, why have anxiety about the outcome if you know you're pushing to your limits? So pushing through those things is going to make us better people on the other side because of that experience. So why have anxiety about those things? Now, I can't say I don't have any anxiety about the event. I do. But I mean, it's, it's really a mindset shift, a mindset shift. So he also talks about good pain and bad pain. So there's bad pain, right? Injury, um, emotional things that we go through. But there's also good pain. And if we can shift our mindsets to see that these, these things that we're doing is good pain, and he defines good pain as integrating pain, uh, whether physical or emotional is associated with growth and makes you stronger by expanding your resiliency and your sense of what's possible for you to handle. So um, you, you kind of told us what your military definition of, of, of that was. When did you start embracing it? Or, or did you? you when you, when you, yeah, when you yeah. were going through your training. I, well, it started with leaving home. You know, leaving home something is difficult to do. You know, I was a newlywed at the time. This was back in 08. And just the idea of leaving home and going to basic training for me was, was very tough. And then whether it's before I even got on the aircraft, you know, to go to basic training to fly out to, I was in Oklahoma. And you just say, you know what? I might as well get used to just being away right now because I'm going to be away for the next several months. And there's not a darn thing I can do about it. So I'm going to be away and just embrace it and accept it and move on. And as soon as you can do that, then you can move on to other things. But then when you get to, uh, we got the basic and you realize where you're going to be staying and what your training is going to be, just go with it. Embrace it. That's awesome. That's awesome. I I wanted to read you guys this section of the book. It's just just a quick couple paragraphs to kind of give you an idea of what transmuting, transmuting pain into positivity looks like. So he says, as you tackle your next challenge, whether of the daily variety or mighty effort, embrace the suck of the moment by shifting your focus to something positive, smiling, and even making yourself laugh. Take control of your story and use positive self-talk to reinforce your attitude adjustment. Connect the pain of the moment to your purpose and goals and know deep inside that you are traveling the upward spiral to success. So it's all about seeing that pain differently knowing that you're growing from it and it's making you a better person on the other side of that. Um, 
So then he talks about um, going to the challenge, right? So, so Matthew kind of, he went to the challenge. These Spartan races are going to the challenge. Sometimes the challenge comes to us, right? But we can create situations where we're going to the challenge. And I talked about some of those examples already. already. And he talks about challenges coming in three different forms. Um, sustained a long-term effort is the first type of challenge. And that could be like, um, you know, I, I practice jujitsu. That could be getting my martial arts black belt, which will take, take me another probably six, eight, six, eight, ten years maybe to, to get that. The second type of challenge benchmarks performance. Um, part of my training for this event in, in the, the summer is, is a benchmark or a PST, personal standard. So how many push-ups can I do in two minutes? How many pull-ups can I do in two minutes? Uh, how many squats can I do? How fast can I run a mile? So I can benchmark that and then do it again down the road to see how my progress is, has, has come along. Uh, the third is these crucibles we're talking about. He uses his, his, his Kokoro crucible, the 50 hour, but it could be a, you know, it could be a Spartan race. It could be a, it could be a 5k. And another thing to make here is, is what's hard for me may not be hard for Matthew. You know, I'm, I'm a, I may uh, be running a 5K and thinking I'm doing something really difficult. You could be running a, a marathon. So make it personal to yourself. It doesn't have to be off the charts, but something that gets you out of your comfort zone and pushes you forward. So I know we're kind of running short on time, but Matthew, how, how might you, you pull some of these concepts into the real estate business specifically? Well, the title of our, our principle today is doing what others won't do. And so if we make it very simple when it comes to real estate, we can think about it in terms of if you're going to be successful, do you know what it is that you need to do every single day? Are you aware of the things that you need to do every day to be successful? And if you are, the next step is just simply doing it. And that's either finding a mentor that's going to push you, a coach that's going to hold you accountable. It's about time blocking. It's about finding some way to make sure as long as you know what you need to do, that the next step is to do it. There might be some training. Is it a training issue? Is it an equipment issue? Is it about having the right team members to get things done? What's holding you back from doing the things that you know you need to do? So if it's a matter of not knowing what to do, if you're just starting out or <clears throat> you're unclear every day, you wake up, you're ready to take on your challenge in real estate. I'm not sure what to do today. Okay, well, then that's we, first we need to understand what it takes to be successful in our business. It may be making calls. We all know we need to make calls as part of this business. We don't want to be secret agents and let sit back and let people contact us. If it's not cold calls, then make it warm calls into your sphere of influence. It could be social media. A lot of us know we need to be more active on social media with a Facebook Live or a contest of some kind or putting properties out there that we're previewing so that people are aware of what we're doing. It might be social media. Sometimes it's about consistency. We might be hot and do all the things that we need to do one week. The next week, we, we fall off and we're not as successful or not as productive. So maybe it's about being consistent over a period of time. For some people, it may be time blocking. In real estate, we get distracted by so many different things and we wake up and whatever the hottest fire is, that's where we focus our attention. But it might be time blocking, say between nine and 10. And, and if, if you're on the huddle, you're in a great spot because we do this at the exact same time every single day. So you say, I'm gonna be on the huddle from eight to 8.30 every morning, it's a power huddle. It's going to be educational. It's going to be motivational. It's a part of my routine. And then from there, I go into at 8.30, I do this. Be the very next thing. But you have that time blocked out and make sure the most important things that you do, the income producing things, that is that 20% of things that you do that you get to 80% effort, make sure those are time blocked in and nothing's interrupting you from doing those. 
it might be about critiquing yourself at the end of the day and saying, what, how, how productive was I today? What, what was I able to accomplish today? What made today a win? If you had to grade yourself, would you give yourself an A for the day every day? Maybe it's a C plus to say, oh, I had a C plus today. You know, it wasn't, it just wasn't that great a day. It's okay. Got a few things done. Absolutely. Say, well, how about tomorrow? Let's make it a B. Absolutely. And if, and if you improve every single day, that's something that most agents or most business people, most people in life just aren't going to do. They, they just simply don't have the ability to look back at themselves in a critical way and say, what went right? What went wrong? Separate yourself from your emotions and just be honest with yourself. Say, you know what? I did not do the things that I really... I knew I needed to do. I probably should have done that sort of thing. Uh, one tip could be when you get off a power huddle, eat the frog. We always have that thing that we just don't want to do. It's on our list and we just dread it. I'm going to do everything else on the list except that. You know what? Just make it a point when huddle is over. I'm going to eat the frog. And by 835, the frog is gone. It's done. And the whole rest of the day feels like it's downhill because you got the hardest thing done first. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. You said a lot there. Matthew gave a lot of good examples of finding a 20X factor that are not physical, right? We use a lot of physical examples, but this transcends that. And he gave some good examples there of, of that. And also the consistency you brought up, it kind of leads into the last point in this particular chapter, which is building the three Ds. And I know we're running out of time, but basically he talks about discipline. We all know what that is, right? Uh, drive which is another word for motivation, basically. And then the determination. And he says, without determination, there's no commitment or accountability to the mission or the habit. So that kind of leads in, that consistency kind of dives into the last part of, that, of this particular principle, which is building those three Ds of discipline, drive, and determination. And I love how you did the recap too. One of the things I talk to my clients about is getting up in the morning and doing a, a, a morning routine, which uh, part of that is writing in a journal. At the end of the day, you kind of do the same thing, but you recap, you know, how did my day go? Was I on or off today and why? Uh, what could I have done better today? Did I get my most important tasks of the day done? And if you have too many of those days in a row, then you need to, you need to ramp up a little bit, right? Well, in the, in the military, tie it back to the military for a second. In the military, we call it an AAR. That's an after action review. So right. after every single mission, we do an AAR. And that's where we state again what the mission was. What, what were we trying to accomplish with what the activity that we just did? And then how, how did we want it to go? And then we say, well, how did things go? So this is what our intent was. And then how did things go? And then we list out a minimum of three sustains. That's what went right. Mm -hmm. We want to continue doing. Mm -hmm. And then three improves. So an after action review is an AAR. And so it, awesome. imagine doing that every day. Though. Yeah. Say so what went right today? These three things went really right. Um, you know, I, I did follow up. I, I was able to set a listing appointment because of follow up. You know, I dialed in on my follow up and I made my calls. Okay, that's a sustain. So we want to make sure that happens the next day. And then you just and then list out three things I want to improve. Got it. Didn't that's, do didn't do well with my time blocking. I got too distracted. I got I spent an hour and twenty three minutes on social media. And I want to do better than that the next day. Uh, just some examples. That's awesome. You know, and I do have people write out, and I do this myself. Everything I do, I talk about here, I, I do these things myself as part of my, my daily routine. But I do write down the three positives of the day. But the other one was three areas for improvement. That's good. That's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to use that. That's awesome. We're, we're near the bottom of the hour. 
1128 uh, on our call. So we covered the, the three Ds. We want to make sure we cover those discipline, drive, determination. Those are going to help you accomplish what doing, accomplishing more by doing what others want, which was our fourth principle. Great. What do we miss? Or if there's anyone who has feedback on the call, we'll make sure we cover that before we wrap up our call today. Anything that we missed? I think we covered it all. If anybody wants to go out to California and do the 20X with me, let me know. That's, that's a good way to find your 20X factor. No, she, she, <laughs> I saw a thumbs up. So <laughs> All right. Well, fantastic. Questions, feedback? Great to see you all. Uh, I believe we are on for the principle number five next week. I believe so. Next Friday. So, yeah. so next Friday, we're going to be principle number five on the way of the seal. So we'll see you all uh, this time next week on Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. You guys have a wonderful day. Embrace the suck today. <laughs> Thanks for Thanks having me, guys. guys. Appreciate it. You got it. We'll see you next time. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.